Hello. Oh, hi, Merlin. Oh, good morning, Dan. How are you? <laughs> How are you doing? Arr, 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 Fancy arr. San Francisco. How are you doing? <laughs> How's that working out for you? I live in a fancy town called San Francisco. Everything here is fancy. <laughs> the streets are paved with NFTs. <laughs> a little Catherine Hepburn in there, I hey, detect. <laughs> How can you talk to your mother like that, Tom? <laughs> My menagerie a, is made of glass. Uh, I had a light lunch. Oh, <laughs> just only a little bowl full of bulbs? <laughs> Not quite that light. I had... I had a uh, protein it was LED protein lightful and a Ugh. Uh, some carrots and Ugh, what is wrong with you hummus. Well, it's grocery store time and I haven't gone. So. It's grocery <laughs> store time. I okay. had a light lunch. A light okay, a light lunch. That yeah. sounds lovely, Dan. A lick a liquid lunch. Okay. No, not really. Oh, you ever do ginger shots? Uh, when have I not done ginger shots? I've been experimenting with ginger shots. I, yeah. I, I'm not convinced of their medic. What are you laughing? <laughs> yeah, you're laughing at ginger shots. I've done them. Oh, healthy. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, okay, so like, I'm out the juice game. I, I missed that. Yeah. It's like video games. I just <laughs> missed the whole juice thing. Sure. Like, we go in in like a like a Jamba type situation, and they got wheatgrass and stuff. My yeah. family loves that garbage. Juice um, weasel. Juice Weasel. <laughs> Talking about Polly Shore? Yeah. <laughs> no wheezing the juice. I'm not going to do the voice. But Eddie. We wheezing the juice. <laughs> he was funny in Bio Biodome. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. That was with him where they went into the thing for a year or whatever. Encino Man is the movie I think we're directly referring to. Encino. <clears throat> Encino Man. That's right by where you, right by where you live. I suppose so. I mean, given that California is very, very long and that's far away, but I mean, pound for pound in terms of the whole universe, we're very close to Encino. Compared city to- City of Industry. City of Angels. City of Angels and City of Industry are very close. Yeah. Yes, Los Angeles. Uh, and you know, it's weird. It's a crazy state. It's, it, there's a lot of wild stuff. You know, what's funny is, I, you remember, I, I think I must have told you the story about when I met Steve Garvey when I was 12, the greatest day of my life. <laughs> Why don't you, you tell were, it again? Well, I mean, ha, have I told it recently? No. It's not that interesting, except that, okay, so long story short, uh, WCKY, I think it was called. Yeah. It was a station in Cincinnati, and there's a guy who used to be a center for the Bengals named Bob Trumpy. Yeah, the guy's a legend. And um, Bob Trumpy had a radio like talk show and call-in show. And one, I want to say Thursday night, I can remember this, I called in because his guest on Bob Trumpy's radio call-in show was, was the first baseman. First baseman? First baseman for the Dodgers. It was a guy named Steve Garvey. And Steve Garvey, you might remember, you're a little young for this, but he had a very uh, unusual posture. He stood very erect. He, he looked like Hello? ramrod straight. And he, I think until he cheated on his wife, he had a reputation for being, they called him Mr. Clean because <laughs> he never did drugs and stuff. Anyway, cut a long story short, I got through. I was the last caller. And the 12-year-old me, this is May of 1979, 12-year-old me who, who loves Steve Garvey um, and the Dodgers. And because, um, you know, he was in town for probably three nights, you know, three, three games or whatever. Uh, and NL West, we called it back then. And um, I got on the air with Bob Trumpy and Steve Garvey. Nice. 
And I was like, oh, uh, Steve Grover, you're my favorite player. And my literally coach yells at me because I stand erect and ramrod straight. And, and, and he was really super nice. And Bob Trumpy was super nice. And if memory serves uh, what Bob Trumpy says to Steve Grover, he says, well, you think there's any chance we could uh, get this guy down in the dugout in the locker room tomorrow night? And Steve says, yeah, I, I, that would be great. I'd like to meet him. Wow. Off air. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, off air. This is a pretty big deal. Yeah, off air. Bob Trumpy says, "Yeah." So, so basically, my mom and I went out to dinner that Friday night, and then Bob Trumpy uh, picked us up in his Mercedes and drove us. This is a, this is a, a, a grown ass man. This is the kind of thing you get in Ohio. Is people like this? Mm. Bob Trumpy drove us, my mom and me, to Riverfront Stadium, R.I.P. Um, in his Mercedes, and got got on his blue seats. Like the best Boop. seats we ever had. Boop. Boop. We were usually in red seats, <laughs> up in the nosebleeds. We were down in the blue seats. He got us good seats, and he said, "Okay, uh, Miss Man, you get comfortable here, and we're gonna we're gonna take this young man down to meet the Dodgers." He walks me through. Oh my God! Everybody knows Bob Trumpy, of course. He's a legend, and we're walking and walking. Bob Trumpy, he's a center, so he's like he's huge. He's very very tall. And anyway, we're 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 walking around, we're going through all the tubes and the tunnels and going down down down. Long story short, we we walk into the locker room yeah for the visiting team yeah and there in, in a really in varying states of nudity are the 1979 los angeles dodgers right there i saw davy lips's wang <laughs> i saw his dingus <laughs> yeah he was very nice he signed my autograph book With i don't know the, if he, had, uh, he might have had a jock on but he he signed my book ron say you used to wear a jock say. strap pretty often right me yeah. i had a posing jock yeah <laughs> It's called a whale tale, Dan. Read a book. <laughs> yeah, okay. And uh, I met uh, so I met Davy Lopes, Ron Say, uh, Tommy Lasorda, who was was nicer in retrospect than he probably was in real life. But uh, and we went over, and there's this there's this guy with giant forearms like warming up with a trainer. And it's effing Steve effing Garvey. No way. And he wow. signed my baseball. He said to to Merle, a fine young man, he signed my ball. <laughs> How old were you again? Twelve. Twelve. That's a little young to see a Lopes Lopes' wang. Well, I know. It's a lot. Title. Know the fellow's name? Yes. Who's on playing first? Yes. I mean, the fellow's yeah. name on first base? Who? Did you ever see when I did that with my who? kid? The guy on first that base? Who's kid on first? I did that? No. You ever seen that? I'm uh -huh. going to send that to you and you have to watch it. All right. I made my baby do who's on first and the kid was terrible at it. Are you asking me for who? What? I'm asking you. I'm telling you You know what else first. is good? is Susquehanna Hat Company. You ever seen that one? Slowly no. I turn. <laughs> Susquehanna Hat Company. That's a that's a funny one too. They were pretty funny. Uh, I call it a double act. And 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 the thing is, now today I read in the papers, Steve Garvey is gonna is running for Senate. Seems like an odd uh, turn of affairs. Well, I think he's been a Republican for a very long time. Like I think he's a pretty normal Republican as Republicans go today. But I don't know. Lincoln was a Republican. Who? Lincoln. Well, it was different then. Yeah. It's like, you know, to, to, to quote uh, my friend Dave, it's England. You know, everything's backwards. Public is private. Private is public. And like, you know, I'm just saying. Baseball's a complicated profession. That's what Werner Herzog says. But then I saw in this article, they said, and it actually was a whole freestanding one-sentence paragraph that like something along the lines of um, uh, Garvey's campaign looks to be short on politics and high on baseball nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I think I think the Dodgers won that night. I don't know where that autograph book is, and unfortunately, the big pen has mostly rubbed off of my ball at this point. But I have the memory of meeting Steve Garvey. And, and seeing, what are you supposed seeing, to sign those things with to make them um, an stick around? Pen, you know? An identipen today. Yeah. I would use an identipen. Do you ever use an identipen? I don't. I don't feel like I have. It's my go-to. It's my go-to. Well, I have several go-to pens. My go-to ballpoint pen. What I know if I had. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's what everybody uses to sign stuff. You can sign a freaking golf ball with an identipen. Is it just a sharpie or? No, it's an identipen. Identipen. If it helps you, sure, it's a sharpie. But go look it up. Sakura it's of America identipen is a multi-purpose pen that marks on almost any surface photo of golf ball. And so, and it's got a, it's cool. got a it's got a broader end and a more narrow end. And we, I, I use uh, I, so like uh, three things I always keep right here next to me. I keep this Palomino black wing pencil. I keep this uh, tool T U L ballpoint pen, which I can highly recommend. And, and I keep an identi pen. They're really handy. I, I write on my little guys with them sometimes, so I can tell my little guys apart. Permanent waterproof, low odor, little yellow different. Ernie. Um, so that's what I've been working on. What's going on in your neck of the woods? Well, I had a light lunch. Oh, that's true. Um, I, I injured Anyway, my... ginger shots. I don't know if they're medically good, but you, you have one of the ginger shots and it kind of feels like you're doing something nice for yourself. That's all I want to say about ginger shots. Yeah. Um, so you had a light lunch and do you normally, you don't, you normally have a heavy lunch, right? And you're, you're a healthy boy. You try to be healthy, right? I mean. Are you on any fad diets right now? No, no, I wouldn't say. Well, would others? No. I do, would do you say still not. eat like bespoke elk and stuff like that? No, I don't. I've never no. really eaten that except one time you gifted that to me. It was wonderful. Well, but you used to make a big deal about your paleo stuff and sitting around a fire and people weren't meant to live in groups of more than 150 people. Well, you can't remember more than 150 people is the problem. Okay. But uh, yeah, I still like that stuff is still there and I still eat that way. And it, Good it's for you, man. That's, doing that's me well. the fat is stuck. That's awesome. Made a difference um, for me. It helped me out a lot. Well, in okay. My life. But I, I, was, I wanted to tell you about something oh. that happened to my eye. Okay. But I'm fine now. I had an eye exam yesterday. What happened? They examined my eyes. I, I actually liked, I liked the, um, let me get this right. An optician makes glasses. Right. An optometrist checks your eyes. And yes. an ophthalmologist is a surgeon. My optometrist yeah. was very cool. He didn't get any of my references, which is weird because he's way younger than me. Yeah. He didn't get like any of my references. Were they all references from circa 1945? No, a lot of it was, well, I don't think so. Maybe 44. 44 is a good year. June 44, 45, whatever it takes. Um, but no, a lot of them were very recent. <laughs> yeah. I don't expect them to know my Taskmaster references. Maybe the but... person is just focused on eyes, you know? Maybe you didn't the make I, enough the eyes eye have references. It. <laughs> the eyes have it. The eyes, uh, I see you. Yeah. Um, what's going on with your eye, Dan? Well, this is a weird kind mm -hmm. of... Do you have a concern? Turn, well, no, because I'm okay now. Mm. But... I bet you were concerned. You get concerns. Well, this was a horrible... I would say 24, 36 hours of my life. It was no, very horrible. really? It was very, very bad. Yes. So I was going into the attic to get all the Halloween decorations out. Sure, sure, sure. And I have, the in this house, the way the attic ladder comes out of the... Is it uh, pull down? Yeah, it's a pull down. Mm -hmm. But the way that they did it, 
it doesn't exact like the ladder will if you don't push it a certain way it will scrape against there's another part of the wall so it just it's just it they should have moved it back maybe like three inches is what i'm saying okay. so anyway as you try and open it inevitably it will scrape on the thing and this time a little tiny piece of wood somehow oh no flicked off like a splinter sized little guy might have been bigger than that and oh, it, no. it wound up of course of course it wound up in my eye oh of course it's like with the toast landing jelly side down yes and you know it went in there and you know you react to it by you kind of like stop what you're doing and you kind of try to like blink it out or like what you know so then i kind of like tried to get it out you know with some water it came out and it hmm. didn't it it didn't seem like a big event like i was like okay no big deal like yeah. that's fine it's you know it's a little irritated maybe mm-hmm. but life goes on and so you know did continued. you do the thing like did you like carefully like do the like when i was a kid they told us you close your eye pull the and upper then, lid over the bottom yeah lid. and like push gently from the outside to the yeah, inside i did that and then i was putting water did in you just kind of bounce off your eye no, it went in there <sighs> uh, you know inside bigger than it. a splinter yeah oh yeah i don't love that but I got it out with, you know, a little bit of water and all that. So I didn't really think about it. Life goes on, move forward. Then yeah. that evening, Ugh. I'm taking a shower as you do. Yes. And I think it was a conditioner has some kind of ingredient in it that <laughs> a my- A wood activator? My, well, my lady friend said that it, it was something to do with like, it has like a citrus or a linalool. Or mm. something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really know. The book. Is your lady friend like is a, she like a food scientist? She go is. To yes. Okay. Uh, she's not a food scientist, but she's she knows a lot about the like ingredients in skincare and hair care stuff for some reason. That's important. That's nice to have. You can find out what what uh, that you learn that emollient is not a noun; it's an adjective. Right. They she'll say it's say, very emollient. She'll say, "Oh, this is an active, and whatever that is." And I just sort of nod. Oh, yeah, 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 active. Yeah. Does she go to Sephora? Sephora is a good store. I think she, her uh, her apartment is inside of Sephora. Oh, that's handy. Yeah, I think she lives there. She's a pop up. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> and um, and so she, so I, I'm in the shower, take the shower, and I guess some of the conditioner or whatever found its way into the eye somehow. And it immediately started really painfully burning and itching in a way that I've never felt quite like that before. Oh, criminy. That sounds horrible. And later she I, looked, would, I would be a little panicky about that personally. She looked at the ingredients. She's like, oh, it was such so, and such an oil, such and such, yeah, there's some lemon oil or I don't know, whatever uh, it is. Yeah. And oh, the Horus of Night is kind of like, it's, it's hurting, you know, it's irritated. And I'm like, I, I guess I got this in my eyes. It's never, you know, hurt like this before. She's like, yeah, that, that would hurt. And then, and then I woke up in the, the next morning and it was, it was pretty bad. It looked like. Was it, was it red? And very, okay? very red, very irritated. And, oh, that scares me. I hate eye stuff, Dan. And, and, and every time there, you could look at the eye and it looked very bloodshot in several areas and in the areas that it was bloodshot like every time that i blinked and the eyelid passed over the irritated point it felt like a razor was cutting into my eye nothing was in my eye nothing was like a rubbing because you know your eye per se the ball doesn't have 
any receptors for pain, but all the stuff around it has lots of receptors for pain. Right. And so this was, I don't know what, I don't know what was going on, but every time I would blink, it was very painful. Oh, and, and of course, that. of course, I don't know if I ever realized how often you blink, mm-hmm. but you blink a lot. And then it, your eye feels like it has something in it, which causes you to what blink. So you're blinking yeah. a thousand times more than usual and every time it hurts and every time you blink more because of that. Well, it's like the itch scratch phenomenon where like I actually unrelated, I, my, I've had a weird thing with my eyes lately where they've been kind of like itchy, burny yeah. um, and like a little, I don't know, something. But I know exactly what you mean more. It's like it's so difficult not to like scratch it oh my or God. like not interact with it. it. And like touching your eyes is not great to begin with. And like, like I had tons of stuff to do that day. Like we had tons oh. of errands to run and things to do and people to, to You, you haven't got time for the pain. You don't have time for the pain. And so I'm sitting there the whole time, like the eyes like watering and it's like red and it feels horrible. Ugh. And I'm like, you know... Like at this point, because it's whatever yesterday was Indigenous Peoples Day yeah, or Columbus yeah, yeah, yeah. Day or whatever. I'm like, there's no, nobody's open. I'm like, all right, I'm not even going to bother to make a doctor's appointment for this because by the time I would even get in anywhere, it's going to be better already. Because I knew, I pretty much knew what was going on at this point. And like the nice thing was it, it was getting better as the day was progressing, but it was still like really uncomfortable and painful and, and horrible. And so I go and I'm like, you know, I'm getting get some freaking like Visine or something to put yeah, in yeah, this, yeah. you know, and that, that helped like enough to like, I could function. My but wife's got a, my wife's got a line on, on really some bad. really good drops. I'll, I'll, I'll find I'm out about get them you. in case it ever happens again. So, you know, I wake up the next morning, this is yesterday morning and it's significantly better. It's still a problem. Now, now instead of painful, it just feels like there's something in my eye every time I blink that's very annoying so then yeah so it went from like painful and irritated to like really annoying every five seconds but then by the evening significant improvement woke up this morning and i wouldn't huh. say that i'm a hundred percent but i'm 98 99 oh good back to normal again well, but i'll tell you dear. what yeah. like i feel like the whole the whole day or day and a half that that was really bad like it's amazing how Something like that can completely derail your entire life. Like it's, Absolutely. it's, it's shocking. Like I've had like, you, you don't, know, you really don't appreciate one does not, I'll speak for myself. Yeah. I don't fully appreciate. And this is actually something I've been working on. It's my own version of a certain kind of meta is like trying to become more aware of like, you know what? I don't have crippling pain in my back, right. ankle, knee, right. like those kinds of things where like now your entire world, you're like Mad Max, you know, right. your world world is like blood and fire. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're, except now your your whole world is what's happening with my ankle. Yes. Yes. I can't take a step. My, my fa- you have this fasciitis thing, like where you can't take a step and your instep hurts. Oh yeah, yeah. But that you know what I'm saying though, like or with your eye, same thing. Where like now your whole life is your eye plus right. other things. Right. <laughs> yes, in that order. Like I've dealt I, for a long time. I had really chronic back pain before yeah, I yeah, got yeah. into training and everything else. That whole story. But like even that, like it it would take up a lot of your mind state as well but like this was another level i used to get cold sores a lot and oh yeah your life becomes cold sores plus everything else like mm-hmm. it's it there, there's any and like maybe that's a testament to how well our body works and heals most of the time but like right i'm with you man I've, but you know I've, i heard cold sore related i heard that like eventually your body just stops like mm-hmm. having them or something i used to get them really really bad in high school 
And oh God, that's the worst time. To get I got him in high school. I had him in college, and it's true. Like each time, they're less. Almost each time, they're, they come. They, they they happen less often, and they are usually less severe, and they usually go away faster because I think basically this herpes virus lives like at the base of your spine, and just whenever you're, it's like uh, in the nerve, it shoots up the nerve or something, right? It does some kind of weird transit. Yeah. But it's like and then when your body gets, in my case, like, you know, whether it could be, I've been in the sun too mm, much. The sun can cause it, cold can yeah. cause it, stress wind, can cause it, wind. wind can cause it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, it's usually just like, okay, that's my signal that my body needs to rest. Mm, mm-hmm. And for my wife, that's, I think that's feeling like she has a cold. Where it's like, right. hey, you've got to go easy on yourself. Yeah. And I try not to just say that, but I try to like support that, which mm. is a different kind of thing. You know, it's one thing to just browbeat somebody. Why don't you do this? It's another thing to like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why don't Why don't you just be different? Right. And like, that's not helpful. But instead, like, create the structure for saying, like, hey, you know, you should rest more, and I want to yes. support that. But anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. It's weird, but it does. Doesn't that also give you a certain kind of gratitude? There's the relief. So of it. much gratitude. The next yeah. day you wake up, you're like, oh my god, I feel so much better because this is not a problem anymore. It's like all of a sudden right. you're like. And, and like now, like protective goggling, like I'm protective like- Protective goggling. I'm going to wear protective goggling now, no matter what I'm doing. Like oh, now I'm going to put it on. Once bitten, twice shy, now you're going to you know? goggle. You're I'm never going to, that is never going to happen again. Yeah, I've got, I, I, I live the Dremel lifestyle and I, I wear glasses when I Dremel things, but like I should probably wear goggles because if, let's say I'm just lightly sanding at the very lowest setting, I'm lightly sanding mm-hmm. one of my little guys, well, there's freaking plastic flying everywhere oh yeah don't what a dumb way to lose your sight i would hate that oh my god yeah 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 i'm glad your lunch was good i i haven't eaten light lunch light lunch you know one thing i've been doing i mentioned this on another program but i'm gonna mention it here because i I think i'm now prepared to say that a change that i've made is actually having a salutary effect okay let's hear it may i share it yes go ahead well so okay i can't this is again this is an apple thing i don't i can't tell you how to configure this to make it all work. I don't know which watches this goes for. Mm. All I can say is that I have an Apple Watch Ultra and um, a thing that the is- one or two, series one or two? The previous old The previous, one. okay, yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, the, new, the only new thing I got is new AirPods. I treated myself to that. Nice. Overpriced AirPods. But um, uh, you- this is a thing I can't believe is not more broadly known. Apple Health, which now also is available on iPad, which I think is great. Apple Health will just track a whole bunch of stuff for you. If you're using different kinds of things like your Apple Watch, I I know you all know this, but you know, there's so many things you all know, but don't do anything about. It's really upsetting to me. And this one is like, for example, you know, it can track your sleep. You know, it'll keep track of your heart rate. Um, In the case of my Ultra, I can get in the bathtub and it'll show me what the temperature of the water is. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I can just, sometimes I'll just put it in the bathtub. Drives Alex crazy. I'll just put it in the bathtub so I can see what the temperature is. Just chuck the watch in there. No chuck. No chuck. Gentle. Very gentle. I said to my son the other day, I said, hey, toss me those, because my eye was watering. I said, toss me that tissue box. And he just chucked the, like chucked it at me. Well, your death perception is is kind of suspicious right now. So that's, (laughs) you could catch a Kleenex corner of the face. (laughs) Now you got two eye problems. It's like regular expressions. Dose. Um, Now you got two problems. Um, And um, so here's the thing I didn't realize is amongst the many things your Apple Watch and your Apple Health can do to get, and again, you you just go look it up. 
amount of time spent in sunlight. Were you aware of this? I know you don't have an amount of time spent in sunlight. If your watch that will do this is not completely covered up, if it's able to detect, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm imagining this is using a combination of things, including like, are you moving? How bright is it outside? Maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't know how it works, but it works. And here's the crazy thing. If you're outside and you can go look this up in Apple Health, it's under probably other. Yeah. Um, and it'll show you, let's put it this way, how much time the face of your Apple Watch was exposed to what it believes is sunlight. And it really works. Like if I'm out in sunlight for three minutes, I've tested this, I'll check yeah. it. And yeah. it's, it's already clocking that. So this is going to sound weird, but we, we all know that, you know, there's all kinds of um, weird voodoo and conventional wisdom about light. You know, don't, don't blue light at night, sailors take warning, you know, that kind of thing. There's all the light stuff with your, don't get too bright, close your face at night. Uh, I have a sad light, a seasonal affective disorder light, which is, gives you a pretty bright kind of blue light. And if you do that in the right. morning during wintertime, I've seen, I think some results with that, but nothing that I can't write down to just noticing more. But here's what I have done. And this is going to sound weird. Do I take a walk? No. But I do get every single morning. The first thing I do every morning now is I get on my scooter and I go, I go right around on my scooter in sunlight for at least 20 minutes. And I think it's helping. I think it's helping my sleep because let's go back. First principles, Clarice. Why do we need sunlight? Well, we need sunlight for lots of things. You might have a vitamin D deficiency and not know it because right. you're in your troglodyte dungeon all day <laughs> in my in my little podcast oubliette that I've of <laughs> my own design. But um, I think there are benefits to that. And one of the benefits is that sunlight, sing along with me, it helps your body's clock, if you like, your diurnal cycle be wholesome by knowing like, okay, it's morning time and we're in the sun. And I do think there are probably benefits to that. And again, I can't discount the kinds of benefits like, oh, I'm mostly not listening to something. I'm just spending some time by myself. And I pick up a little trash and try to see if anybody needs some help parking or anything. And I just kind of roll around. But uh, I've been doing it for a couple of weeks and it's pretty wild. Uh, I mean, the, the result of it is I think it's making a difference. Again, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't care what is making it better. It's like when my wife was in the hospital and they were like, oh, we have to figure out exactly what this is. And her old boss, the MD, comes in and goes, I told you this story, comes yeah. in and goes, well, why don't you just throw everything at this problem that's unlikely to harm her? <laughs> and maybe one of those will fix it. And it did. Yeah. And they still don't officially know what happened. But having Quincy come in and talk to her for 35 minutes about listeria in San Mateo County, it was not, in the end, all that helpful. Throwing antibiotics plus other things at it did. Hmm. That's how I feel. I want to throw, I'm not trying to be smart. There are things where I try to figure out the solution. So like with my 3D printer, there are things I have to, I want to figure out, I choose to figure out that are a combination of different elements and requires careful attention. And sometimes writing on the bottom of your benchy with a uh, IdentiPen. But that's one of the things I've been throwing at my sleep problem. And I think, I think it's helping. And then, so part one is I think it's helping. Part two is what's wild is if y'all have well, wait, Tell me more about the sleep problem, if you can, in, gen in general. So oh, I well, I just historically, I think owing mostly to anxiety, like I sometimes have trouble, used to have trouble staying asleep. Yes. And so <clears throat> part of the medications I take now are things like a beta blocker, which mm. is good for my heart issues. Um, and it... Beta blockers, they're, they're really cheap. They're really easy to get. I have one called Propanolol, lol. And it's great. Like, 
my wife was like, you know, confidentially, a lot of the docs take one of these before they go and give a presentation because it really helps bring your heart down. That's what I was going to say. This, these are like, they slow your heartbeat a little bit. I think, I don't know the, the mechanism, but yeah, right. I think okay. that's the, that's what it does. But anyhow, no, I mean, I don't have anything massive. I, if anything, my, my poor wife has worse sleep problems than I do. Yeah. She really, she's has several needles to thread. Don't go to bed too early. Don't go to bed too late. What do you mm. do if you wake up? Mm. Oh, those kinds of things. But anyway, it's just to say that like, I have been going to, and, and then, you know, in concert with that, I've been trying to go to bed a little bit earlier um, which I think is helping. They say it is said in the conventional wisdom that every hour of sleep you get before 11 or 12 is like more hours of sleep. If you go, it's way better. An hour of sleep from 11 to 12 is probably better sleep than you're getting between three and four. The, the early sleep, anyway, I don't know if that's true, but again, I'm just throwing things at it, including conventional wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I think that's helping. Um, also, you know, I mean, look, you can't, discount the other effects of this is we're taking a walk or just being outside in general is kind of a good idea. Yeah. Um, but the second part that I thought was funny is now that I have that metric, and I know that it exists. It's so wild to go look at it. I'm going to be dead honest with you. So like a day like today, I think I'm at like around 35 minutes outside. Yeah. If I don't do that exercise, it's not unusual at all for me to have three minutes in sunlight a day. They want you to have a lot more of the vitamin D yeah, but like what I'm saying is like knowing that that metric is being captured and exists yeah. and can yeah. be quantified has been, if you like, inspiring to me to go out and do it more. And now that I am going out and doing it more, guess what? On the days I don't, that column is very small. And and again, this is something I've said a million times in a million places over the years. When you self-quantify, especially in a way that doesn't require manual entry, whether it's you know Fitbit or uh, uh, an app I used to use back in the day called Rescue Time, which tells you how you're using your Mac, like there's the you who you would like to think you are, and there's the the you whom you actually are. Right. And you don't do it in like a mean, self-hating way, <laughs> but you learn a lot about what you think you are versus you'll see patterns over time. Yeah. I know, for example, that I have to be careful. Sunday nights, I tend to not get the best sleep. There's a lot of reasons that could be. Uh, Sunday scaries, as they used to call it. But sure. like, I don't know why, but that's one. Nights I've recorded with John Syracuse, I'm so worked up. Usually I don't go to bed until pretty late. Do you notice like like a lot of people like, oh, if I take a shower, I feel so relaxed. If I shower, I'm like awake. Like I like associate that with getting my day started. Like people like, well, oh, I took a shower, yeah, a hot shower at night. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be up There's for two I more hours. something I said in the document that's probably BS, but I, I, I don't have another way to say this right now. But I, I, in, in the document, I try to distinguish the project, whatever it's called this week. I try to distinguish between things like relaxation and meditation. Like I think mm. that's a valuable distinction to make. And like I, I, I feel like another one of those is um, – Goals versus intentionalities, where we're mm. all told our entire life how important it is to have goals and seek goals and eyes on the prize and keep doing the goals. And I don't think there's anything naturally wrong with having goals, but goals, like anything in life, need to be doable and reach to exceed your grasp. And like, yeah, but like, how about if you constantly are like all on New Year's resolutions, you're setting goals that you have no business setting for yourself. You have no track record of having succeeded at this. Well, then what happens sometimes is you just end up beating yourself up at scale, hmm. title. 
<laughs> right? Like if you keep failing at this thing, you're going, like, I didn't reach my goals. Oh, my friends have goals and they're good at goals. And like, what I'm saying is, and I'm open to having better names for this. Please don't write me. I'm not Reader's Digest. I don't accept submissions. But, but you know, if, if you have a goal of, and a goal can also be quite specific. If you have a goal of saying, I would like to have an average of this many minutes, let's say 20 minutes of sunlight a day, which is pretty beatable depending on where you live and what your situation is. If, if you get into a car in your garage and then drive to another place where you just drive into a garage and get out, don't be surprised if your sunlight rate is very low, even though that's very efficient for your work. Once you know that, you start watching, you might have a goal. I, the way I look at it is a, a goal is a desirable change in yeah. state that is a, and, and somewhat quantifiable usually and is usually a positive change, hopefully, it is hoped. But I think intentionality is how you roll on the way to a goal. I think intentionality is how you conduct yourself. Okay. And one way, one adverb that we can fit pretty nicely in here is mindfully. Do you conduct yourself mindfully? Mm-hmm. Do you conduct yourself, and we're falling back into the, like, I don't know, not the Eightfold Path, but whatever the, oh, oh, I got to remind you, um, mm-hmm. remind me, um, mm-hmm. Information is Beautiful, has a beautiful new chart about Buddhism, you should see. Oh. Um, I love that website. David McCandless, this guy's a genius. Uh, but the intentionality is, like, how you conduct yourself, how you, how you choose to think about this. Is this, you know, all of the rights? Is this kind of right thought, right concentration, right mindfulness, those kinds of things. And right. even as the most lay Buddhist who's ever not been laid, like I I get that. And I think conducting yourself mindfully is part of that. It's like the way you move through your day is who you are much more than your goals and whether you accomplish them. Mm. It's how you act and how you do that makes who you are. It isn't whether or not you hit your goals. You think that matters because you, you have a bad relationship with your dad probably. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I, I think the way we conduct ourselves and this knowing that stuff exists. Now, you don't have to obsess, obsess about it. Alex and I were talking about how, like, I want to know, I want my weight recorded, but I don't want to know what my weight is. I, I could just put <laughs> tape over it. Right. Because I just want the Wything scale to capture that and put it on the pile. There's nothing I'm going to change today about what I do based on whether my weight is up or down two pounds. That's madness. Right. I was talking to my friend at the gym about that too. And she commented, she's like, you know, you're not wearing your Apple watch. And I'm like, yeah, I forgot it. She's like, oh, I love, you know, I love mine. I want to track every workout. I'm like, you know, I'm at the point where like some people are like, wow, I'm trying to improve and trying to, I'm like, I'm doing the maximum I can do. I'm doing it already. I'm already doing the maximum I can do. So like whether like at some point Mm -hmm. tracking it, kind of doesn't and, try, and that can also get in the way yeah like i thing. do i need to tra- if, if i'm doing I mean, the I maximum when i, fitbit, I, can when I do. fitbit there was times i'm like well i'm not going to take a walk because i don't have my fitbit and i i wouldn't get credit right oh so you wouldn't even do you wouldn't even it. do the walk if you're it not going to get credit for it certainly has come up more than once but i mean the corollary to that that's a more positive way to look at it is if this uh i don't want that word inspires if this encourages you to do what you want because this data part is interesting and fun for you that's great but like there's things like i use that i've told you before i use that website datum d-a-y-t-u-m yes to track different things where there's all kinds of things where i just want to know for example like how hey how often am i emptying the bucket on this dehumidifier right it sounds dumb but like five times doing that will give you a pretty good idea that you empty this about every three days and how do you feel about that i feel fine about that there's nothing to change about that but i don't want to do it forever 
Because guess what? That builds resistance. Because now <laughs> the worst thought in the world, the dumbest thought in my bathroom at a given time is, well, I get, you know what? I, I don't feel like entering this in datum, so I'm not going to empty it now. Which is, <laughs> that's an anti-pattern, man. <laughs> if you don't need it, you know, but like, I think it takes a certain kind of pendulum swing. There's the pendulum swing of like, over here, I don't even know what I don't know. You swing into, oh my God, I'm so in the weeds about this. <laughs> and sometimes it sw swings back such that you can go, well, I, 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 I'm confident with how this is going for now. I don't need new information on the reg about this, but for, especially for more, if you like ubiquitous computing or what Alex and I call ambient computing, stuff that's just doing stuff in the background for you, it's still really valuable. I, 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 I think, I, think I, I, I support your non-watch gym trip. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's, you know, it's just when I forget it, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot it. And then I was like, well, does it, does it matter? Does it? I think does about it that. I think about that all the time. And again, forgive me for always talking about. I'm not trying to promote this documentary project so much as talk about <coughs> why the thoughts of it and it have become so instrumental for me. The things I needed to learn, and you know, <coughs> so sorry. Are One thing okay? I mentioned. You need to lay down. <laughs> I got a, I got a frog in my throat. Yeah, all right. Mm -hmm. And um, but sometimes I'll say, hey, just do the thing. That's become a real watchword, a phrase for me. Yeah. Is like catch yourself going down a rabbit hole or however you like to think of it and say, hey, you know, just do the thing. Okay, well, what's the thing? Well, the thing is I need to like on the reg, if I want this dehumidifier to keep working, I need to occasionally empty it. <coughs> so just do that thing. You don't, it's okay. Don't worry about all the infrastructure. Don't worry about the order of operations. For somebody like me with the mind that I have, I'm not recommending this for everybody, but I don't know. I don't know what to say apart from that has worked for me is to remind myself gently to just do the thing. Mm -hmm. And I needn't always worry about the dependencies that could exist. You know, there are dependencies I would like to exist. You know what I mean by that? Where like, I can't do this until I do that. And I can't do this until I do that. That is, boy, that's a great path to procrastination. And it's a great path to, if not self-hate, at least self-dislike. Because now you're like, I always think of this one episode of The Honeymooners, and I know I've mentioned this before, but one of my favorite episodes of The Honeymooners is where Ralph is going to be on Name That Tune. And he's really good. Like, he knows all the songs. But he brings in Norton, played by the great Art Carney, to come in and, <coughs> like, play piano and, like, practice and, like, play songs for him and see how quick he can guess them. You're with me so far? Yeah. Now, the problem is Norton has this problem. He's a good, really good piano player, but he has this weird quirk where before he can play... Um, actually, I'm thinking of two Stephen Foster songs. Before he can play um, I Dream of Jeannie with the Light Brown Hair, he has to play this riff that's the beginning of a different song. <clears throat> so he always has to play this. And then he goes into the song and it drives Ralph crazy. Yeah. Like he always, it's like one of those ticks we have. Like when you play guitar, you do these weird things with checking your pots with your pinky and like how you mute and do you check, put your cigarette in the strings here. And like you get these little weird habits about right. how you play. All you need to know for this bit is that our Carney can't, Ralph is great at this. Uh, Norton, Norton is really helping him with the playing, but f he's being driven crazy by the fact that he has to play every time. He has to play. He gets unnamed that tune, and the final question for the sixty-four dollars or whatever it is, they play. Bum 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 bum. 
Hamana, Hamana, Hamana. Ralph doesn't know the name of the song. Oh. He's heard it hundreds of times, and he doesn't know that it is Stephen Foster's Suwannee River. That's so funny. And sometimes I think about that. I think about how, how Art Carney can't play the song until he's played, you know, Suwannee River. Yeah. And I, it's funny. It's a very funny bit. And apart from all that, you know, hitting his wife stuff, that hasn't aged particularly well. But but I do think about that because I think I have my own version of Swanee River for things where like there's dependencies in my head to doing certain things. And sometimes that's really good. Like remembering, like ask yourself as you're walking out, do I have all the things I think I need? You know, my keys, my wallet, this thing I promised I would drop off, dry cleaning or whatever. That stuff is useful. There's There's tricks for that, but like, it's to me personally and kind of professionally, but especially personally, it's beneficial for me to realize which seeming dependencies or well, however you want to think of it, you know, gating factors, whatever things like to minimize the number of those that are really necessary and focus on what needs to be done. Because often what needs to be done is the thing. Just go do the thing. And you don't need to play Swanee River every time you drop off recycling or, you know, Dry cleaning. <clears throat> yeah. We don't really drop off recycling. No. I think I have long COVID. Still? I don't know. Do, uh, do we have a sponsor? Yes. Oh. I do you think. Want to... I think we do. Sure. Okay. Yes. It's Squarespace. Oh. Squarespace. The all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Stand out with a beautiful website. Engage. With your audience, sell anything, your products, content, even your time. Mm. I want to sell my time. Mm -hmm. I would like to extend your life by five minutes by taking five minutes from my life. But I don't think that's oh, how so it works. Oh, like so you're like a time vampire. I want to be. Mm -hmm. I want to be. Hmm. But that's would not what like they mean. Would you be like a sexy time? Would you be like a, <laughs> yeah. like a Brad Pitt? I, I mean, would yeah. You be, would you be a full... full uh, What's his name? Lestat? Would you do be a you Tom feel Cruise? more like? Do you associate more with Lestat, Tom Cruise, or Louis? Uh, I don't know. Brad Pitt. I haven't seen movie. it in a long time. I remember Gary Oldman. Uh, he was not in that film. Which one was he in? He was he in, was was in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Dra Dracula. 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 I read. I read Anne Rice's uh, spanking book, but I've I read never... all of her books. Oh, did you read Sleeping Beauty? No, I, Beauty's no. Torment. I just read the. She has a really good. She really has really a really good. She, she writes spanking books, and she has a really good spanking book. Uh, I think it's called Beauty's uh, Beauty's uh, uh, Spanking. Interview with like a that. Vampire. Yeah. The Vampire Lestat, Queen of the Damned. Mm. Or, those are the only three that I read, and maybe there was one. Body Beauty's thief. Torment is the only one I've read. Body I Thief. I think I, I read that. The Body like Thief. It. The Three Body like Thief it. Problem. Okay. I didn't like it. Um, I was on Squarespace uh, just this morning, and I'm going to be back there right after this because I'm doing Roderick on the line right now, and I just put in all my HTML, and um, I'm doing show notes, and Squarespace has been great to me, so they get my official okie dokie. Maybe, Merlin, you want to start something that's by appointment. I want to sell my time. Maybe you're going to be a personal trainer. That's, I think, probably, or consulting, general contractor. This is all built into, they have a booking, they have scheduling, your clients can get on there and book time with you. Maybe you want to cut hair. I don't know. That's yeah. the thing. Merlin, I'm not like, I don't care what you're going to do. Okay. You can do it with Squarespace. That's the whole thing. They don't care what you do. They're just making it possible for you to do whatever the thing is. So what you do is mm -hmm. you go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. That's where you go to sign up for a free trial. 
And when you're ready to launch, you're going to use the offer code It's Your Show. That will save you 10% off your first purchase of a website. Now, what if you want a domain name? Wonderful place to go just well, to get can, a domain. You can't get that from there, though, can you? You can and should. And you don't hmm. need to get the website there. You can just get the domain there. It okay. doesn't matter. So if you're just out, you're like, I have a great idea for a domain name. I just want a new domain. Go there and get the domain name there. That's you a really good idea. It's, it's kind show. of all, all the stuff you need is kind of right there. It's all right there. That's a good you're going to turn your cool <clears throat> idea into a website. You can showcase your work. You're going to blog. You want to announce something. It doesn't matter. You want to sell stuff. doesn't matter. They do it all. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. Offer code. It's your show. You're going to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or a domain. And we really appreciate their support. Thanks very much to Squarespace for making this show possible. Squarespace.com. Thank you, Squarespace. Buck, buck. I've <clears throat> just added the show notes. Uh, no brand cuffs. Huh. The no Sleeping Beauty cuffs. Trilogy box set. Uh, Anne Rice, author of Interview with the Vampires, best-selling erotic trilogy in a box set. In 1983, before E.L. James' Fifty Shades of Grey and Sylvia Day's Bared to you, Anne Rice writing as A N Roque. It's like a French name, Roquelaure. Roquelaure uh, began the first installment of the series. It's now considered a forerunner of erotic literature. Well, I don't know about that. Oh, wow, I think it was erotic literature before that. Box set contains the claiming of Sleeping Beauty, Beauty's punishment, and Beauty's release. Uh, it's a testament to her irresistible talent. I didn't know set. she was into spanking. Well, I mean, she's into writing about it. You think it's a write what you know situation? Well, she also did Exit to Eden, which was not a good movie. Uh, she did that one? It was Dan remember with, uh, with uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Neat. Yeah. That's cool. Um, what, what time are we at? Were, were we about 45 minutes? Let's see. We are 45 minutes, 13 seconds. All right. Uh, I don't have much. Uh, something that I, that, I don't know. I just thought this was neat. I like a neat app. Yeah. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned about this probably from Gruber, probably from Daring Fireball. Yeah. There's a, there's a new to me app called Orion. Oh. And uh, long story short, with the right dongle, it turns your iPad into an HDMI monitor. So what you need for this is you need this app. It's, a, it's, a, it's already in show notes, Orion.tube. And um, <laughs> it's, it's an, it's an <laughs> iPad OS app. And what you need for it, and you do need this, you need, you got to be careful with this because it's not just an HDMI connector. You need what's called an HDMI capture card. So if you've got oh, that yeah. Elgato one, everybody has. They, they have, have recommendations ones now too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I just got one from Amazon. That's the one they recommend. But basically it's a USB-C that goes into your mail, that goes into your iPad, and then HDMI on the other end. And whatever HDMI device you've got, you can plug in and make that into a monitor. Now, why would you need that? Oh, boy. There's a lot of stuff I could, like when I got into my Blackmagic camera, which I'm fixing to get back into, yeah. I ended up buying a Blackmagic monitor for it because it's it's just so much easier to see what you're looking at on a big screen. And that thing was not cheap. It's really nice, but- All the Blackmagic stuff is pricey. It is, but I, I like everything I've gotten from them. But here's an example though, of like, if I could go from, show me a live view of what's happening on that camera right now on a 12.9 inch iPad, that's pretty cool. But basically anything that has HDMI, to my knowledge, can do this. So you could you your Nintendo Switch, right? You could use that as a monitor. It's got this upscaling that they do that I don't completely understand. I've only used this a couple of times because I just got my dongus. Um, and you could do a Mac. You could have a Mac's HDMI go into it. I, it's just, but here's what, and then what you can't get from this is this app is delightful. 
And as mentioned, I think by Daring Fireball, it actually has an unboxing. Like when you open it up, it's got, it looks like you have to open a package and it shows it to you. It's got a really good demo. And then it has this wacky stuff you don't need, but it's kind of rules, which is like, if you're, if you're bringing in a signal of like, you're watching, you know, something from Plex, that's like a beautiful redo of some 70, you can make it look more like an old TV. There's effects, VFX, like effects on this that can make it look like an old TV. That's fun. I just thought it was a neat app. It's five bucks out the door for lifetime ownership. And I, I, I really, oh, and it's the same people who do um, Halide, which is a wonderful. That's the best photography app going right now. I, I use that and I use Ben's. What's Ben's called? I always want to say Obsidian, but that's not. Obs, uh, uh, Camera Obscura, is that Ben's? Mi Mrs. Mississippi Ben's? No, I think he's from Ireland. Oh, um, but they do Halide Spectres. It's called Lux Corporation is the oh, name. But yeah, I just cool. want to mention that because I want to applaud people who make interesting, cool, weird Apple yeah. things. Yes. And because it's a tough racket and um, I, I like it. So if, I, I bought, oh, and they also do Skylight. I bought their app, app Skylight. Skylight, all it does is tell you how the sunset will be tonight. That's it. It'll tell you how good like golden hour is and then like the time after that, whatever it's called. It'll like, yeah, and it'll tell you what the chances are, like what colors you're likely to see. It, I just, I think stuff like that is neat. It takes me back to what I liked about the early days of iPhone apps without, you know, all of the like the, the silliness. These are companies mm. you can trust. You yeah. Know? So anyway, Lux Corporation puts out a thing called Orion. You don't need it, but it is cool. That was one. What else did I have? Oh my God, everything's catching on fire today. I blew up one of my apps and I'm dying. I accidentally borked my entire radar setup. So I'm looking at this as an opportunity to start over, to start fresh. Yeah, so why not? Knowing what I know. Yeah. Reducing the cruft. But you yeah. know, you gotta, uh, I thought I had a, I thought I had a backup that was recent and I didn't. Oh no. I broke my DAR. Oh. <gasps> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, okay. Crap. I mean, like, that's the thing, though. This is this is actually, you know, this is a good intentionality, which is like, what am I going to do? Be mad about it? Spend the rest rest yes. of the day? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's what you do. That's because I'm a man, and that's what we do. You get angry. You punch stuff. Right, 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 right. You know? And then I bring it home with me. You, you know? bring it home, and you I take bring it, it home, out on your bring family. bring that attitude home with me. I'm not going to hit anybody at home, but boy, boy, dad's in a sour mood. He must have broken his dar. No, you're sitting in the dark waiting for someone to dare to walk past that door. Is that what I do? Yeah. That doesn't sound like me. That's what you do. Okay. That's what you're all about. Got to fix that. I've been watching Taskmaster and Taskmaster in New Zealand. The new rules. season of the British baking show, AKA Bake Off. Do you know why it can't be called Bake Off in America? Because Pillsbury owns Pillsbury, the, the Doughboy. Yeah. Well, the Doughboy is blocking. That a show you, is that a show you've watched for a while? I've watched every single episode of that. So you saw I, it when, uh, when when Johnny Los Angeles was on and everything. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think well, you're thinking of. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. It upsets me. Okay. Okay, but like, who's the who's the classic? You got Mary. You got Paul. Yeah. And then who? What's the classic? You get Sue and um, Mel, right? Yeah. Well, Mel is on an unbelievable season of Taskmaster. And Sue Perkins is on the current season of Taskmaster. And of course, she's a perfect delight. Taskmaster is very, very funny. And I'm kind of addicted. And I watch like eight episodes a day now. 
Have you ever watched Taskmaster? Oh, here's no. the thing. Now, Jason Snell's been selling this for a while, but here's the neat thing. He mentioned this on probably uh, the streaming TV show, whose name I always forget. What was the name of their show? Not Upgrade, but um, uh, Down, Down, Downplay, whatever. All the relay shows sound the same. Anyways, uh, but Jason's been talking about this for a long You know what's neat? It's like they're like, hey, we, we're having trouble getting proper proper distribution for this in the U.S., so we'll just put up every episode of every season on YouTube. So, like, every season has a playlist, and you can watch all 14 or 15 seasons of The Taskmaster um, without commercials on YouTube. I'll put it in show notes. Do it, man. Do it. I don't – actually, you know what? I think I sent you that little bug about the bookmarklet. I think that was just on one site. Uh, it is. I was just going to say I tried it. It's working, but sometimes there's an issue. Sorry about no, that. No, I figure it's probably – I've got filters and stuff on. It might be bad. Why but you uh, so I'm much with filters? God. Well, I do Stop. a lot. I do like I'm trying to figure out something that's going on with airfoil right now, and Rogue Amoeba is being amazing with me about it. But I'm, I've got a bug that I'm pretty sure is an Apple bug. Oh, that I keep trying to track down and like running a lot of debugs and console things and stuff like that. Taskmaster. Taskmaster. I am a cruel taskmaster. Well, I, I people won't see halibut. Halibut. I had a lovely bit of halibut. I said it was good enough for Brancino. Good enough for Jehovah. <laughs> and then they started throwing rocks at him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so all, all I'm going to do is just put in the Taskmaster YouTube channel, and y'all can take it from there. But yeah, series 15, full episodes. 14, full episodes. It's such a funny show. The people are so good. Noel Fielding, oh my God, he's so great. Did you ever watch The Mighty Boosh? Uh, no, what is Captain that? Captain Cabinets, Trapped in Cabinets. It's weird English comedy. With Noel Fielding. I like Noel. He's a good guy. Well, let me ask you this. As long as we're talking about Noel Fielding, of course, that reminds me of a guy whose name I don't really know how to pronounce, Richard Ayuade. Oh, I, from, I recognize that name. He's wonderful. He's yeah? Yeah, he's great in everything. He's so, you. if y'all see the IT crowd, and I'm so glad Graham Linehan is getting dragged these days. I got in a fight with Graham Linehan on Twitter one day because all I said was, I think TV shows are better without a laugh track. And he went off on me. Oh. He's the guy who created IT Crowd and Father Ted, and now he's getting oh. dragged because he's a piece of shit. Um, but um, anyway, I, I never thought it was funny. But uh, if you've ever seen the IT Crowd, uh, Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and so Richard Ayoade is the, the other IT guy. Oh. Have you yet watched the four short Wes Anderson films on Netflix? No, but I have them all in, added to my little uh, I not only thing. recommend them, I actually have a watch order. But it's there's, it, but you know, this is, I won't say it. I, I guess maybe Asteroid City is maybe Wes Anderson on difficult mode. There, three of them are 17 minutes long. One of them is 40 minutes long. The one, the, the Henry Sugar one, that's kind of the big one. And basically it's, it's him adapting sort of as he did with Fantastic Mr. Fox, adapting four short stories by Roald Dahl. And I, I don't want to tell and you much about it. this sort of it. came out of nowhere. Like I didn't even know kind that of, he was yeah. working on this. Stuff. I would start with the Rat Catcher. Okay. Um, I would start with the Rat Catcher, then maybe do Henry Sugar. Then do the last one I would watch probably is Poison, and what's the other one I'm forgetting the name of? You know, it's great. Also, is Rupert Friend, the guy. I think he's an Irish actor. He's that guy in um, Homeland. Mm. Did you watch Homeland? Yeah, of course. Remember with crazy, crazy, what's her name? Yeah, Carrie or whatever. Yeah, I watch the whole and thing. Do you, do you remember the guy who's like at the safe house? The 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 that one guy who's like her colleague. Look up Rupert Friend. He's wonderful. Rafe Fiennes, great. And great Richard Iwade kills it in these. Oh, Rupert Friend. I remember that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was He's at the, the safe house. Yes, he like gets yes, beat up and stuff. Yes, yeah. I remember him now. 
He <laughs> is so good in this. Ray Fiennes, he's so great in everything. He has he's a confusing great. name. I love him, and I just learned he sings a song in The Prince of Egypt, which I didn't know. Back, back when DreamWorks made biblical movies. You would like that. You like friend. the Old Testament. He's a friend. Why? Well, you know, the Old Testament Rupert is friend? where I'm from. Yes, yes, yes. Afraid you know? is where we've been for far too long, is what the weaker than say. Yeah. Afraid is where we've been. And then what's funny is if y'all ever watched Taskmaster, what I didn't know is, so there's this guy in every version is, and the New Zealand, you know what? I'm not going to talk about this anymore. But but Alex, who who Greg makes fun of, is actually the creator of the show. It's based on his Edinburgh, I never know how to say it, Edinburgh, Edinburgh Film Fest, or uh, Fringe Festival show that he did years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's Taskmaster. And it's better than it sounds. I can't really pitch it to you because it sounds so stupid. It's just, it's like five comedians on and like doing crazy stuff. And it's really entertaining. And if, if, you, if you only, if you can only stand so much, here's my recommendation. Okay. Go straight into Champion of Champions, which is just two episodes of the people who'd won the previous five years of the show. Okay. So people like is this going to be and can we do it in the show notes? Yeah, I put the regular Taskmaster in there, but you know I'll find the uh, Champion of Champions. Want to put that in as well? Okay. I I want people to be happy. Full episodes. I'm clicking Taskmaster season full episodes. Taskmaster six. Hungry again? It's because you had such a light lunch. I don't know why I did that. I don't either. Let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin man. (laughs) 